Hello everyone, welcome to Let the Lady Speak. I am your one and only host SG. On tonight's episode of Let the Lady Speak, we are discussing red flags. Tonight's topic is abandonment issues. So stay tuned, I'll be back after this brief commercial. Thank you. Welcome back to Let the Lady Speak. As I stated, we are going to discuss red flags and tonight's red flag topic is abandonment issues. We're going to discuss the definition of abandonment issues, um, some of the causes, uh, what type of attachment style or relationship style or basically what you'll see in this person um, that lets you know that either you or the person has abandonment issues actually some of the things that you can do about it okay some in some ways that you can kind of help either yourself or your partner just a few suggestions please know that I've researched this information this isn't me giving advice off of myself I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist this is information that I have researched also guys I want to let you know that I want to apologize I no, I said it before I have braces um, and I took the rubber bands out so I can talk, but you may hear a little, you know, more noises because I have braces. So just be mindful of that. I'm going to try not to smack in your ear. Um, also, I have to tell you, so I've recorded this podcast three times already. One time I, it was over an hour. I still wasn't done and it was like so exhausting this topic was so triggering for me because this is an issue that I have. Now, I'm transparent in all my podcasts. I always relate my stories, you know, my topic to a story about my life. This is something where this particular topic is a topic where it really hit home to I, I shut down like I've had this outlined for about three weeks now. And I just couldn't get over the hump of really dealing with it because it was like, it was triggering. It was just triggering. Um, but at the end of the day, my goal as a black woman, as a woman, as a human being is to do whatever I can do in whatever way I can do it to help our community. I don't think our community can be the best that it can be until we help ourselves, until we have a help we have healthier relationships amongst ourselves um, until we rebuild our family structure until we deal with the traumas in our life and you know we as a black community community are taught to talk that if you are standing you are functioning then you're okay and we tend to ignore a lot of our traumas a lot of our dysfunctions a lot of the cycles that happens within our community that kind of prevents us from having the relationships and strong bonds that we need to have in order to be a stronger community. Because once we, as a household, once the home is together, then the community is stronger. And if the community is stronger, you are able to have more success, right? So it takes all of those things. Denzel Washington said something about that recently um, when he was talking about just the family structure and where everything starts and it does your family makes a difference and I'm not just talking about blood relatives I'm talking about whatever whomever you consider family whoever that village is for you and including the structure of the home I think we've you know again we are survival people if I can if I'm surviving then I'm okay but we really have to hone in on our issues so we can stop the cycle of dysfunction abuse neglect um, poor communication and just overall unhealthy relationships so that's my goal those are my goals with the podcast I want to improve all those things any way that I can um, and I enjoy doing the research and learning and I learn a lot about myself and I have a lot of childhood childhood traumas myself I do I have had counseling I plan on going back to counseling um, because it's important I journal you know, on and off. I have plenty of journals with my thoughts and experiences. Um, 
it just helps me. It helps heal me, you know. And during doing the research for this particular topic made me realize so much. And if I had the proper tools or the words or or just the know-how at that time, you know, in some of my relationships with other people where either they were triggered or I was triggered or our our childhood trauma came to seat, sit at the table, there would have been different outcomes in a lot of our relationships. And some of my relationships I probably wouldn't have gotten into. Now, I have gotten better at just if I can see that it's not for me, it's not for me. But once upon a time, that wasn't the case. Once upon a time, you know, I dated for different reasons, you know. Um, I've always pretty much been a loner and I've never been a chaser relationship kind of girl, but I shared with you guys before I was brought up that I had to be married, you know? Um, and so that was something I had to deal with. And then I also had a long-term relationship where he and I both had a lot of issues from our past that we hadn't dealt with and they were colliding with one another. You know, it was my trigger and my fears he kept triggering right so as my one friend says he's stepping on my landmine and I'm stepping on his landmine and we're just blowing each other up and it's unhealthy so the goal is if I can again be a voice of reason or you know just kind of put it out there give some type of knowledge or information that can help us as a people that's what I want to do. I mean, all are welcome, but I'm talking particularly to our people because, you know, we don't like to go to counseling and pastor, pastor don't always have the answers. So we're going to work on this. However, we're going to work on it. But I want to thank you for coming to join me tonight. Anyway, get into the topic. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about abandonment. What is abandonment is abandonment is the action or the fact of being abandoned. So basically it's being lost left. Okay. Fear of abandonment is a form of anxiety and also considered a phobia. I did not know that, you guys. I found that out upon my research. Um, abandonment issues often develops in response to particular painful and or traumatic experiences. And this can be experiences from childhood and adulthood. But childhood um, experiences tend to be have the most impact, I should say, because a lot of times we suppress our childhood traumas, you know, or again, we haven't been given the tools and the words to communicate them or the tools to handle them properly. And it, things kind of just pile up as you go, you know? So if your parents abandon you, then you get into these relationships. And when we talk later, you'll understand what I'm saying. You get into these relationships and you function a certain way and then that person abandons you or you're pushing them away or whatever the case may be. There's a lot that can come out of there's a lot that can come out of different types of abandonment styles, you know, or, or causes of abandonment. Abandonment can be physical and emotional. And the physical isn't quite as black and white as people think it is. And oftentimes people don't acknowledge the emotional abandonment. They don't really think of it as abandonment. I myself, again, upon my research was like, you know what? Yes, that is abandonment. But I don't think you think of it as that at the time. So we're going to talk about it a little more. Let's discuss some of the causes of abandonment. Some of the childhood and adult experiences and or trauma leads to or has led to abandonment issues. And these causes include one, having a caregiver, partner, loved one who was neglectful or unresponsive to feelings or needs of another individual. Okay, this person may have a pattern of being inconsistent with their physical or emotional availability meaning this person may not hug you how many people how many of you have parents or come from families where it's like oh we don't hug we don't hug each other or we don't say I love you or we don't say how I feel we don't say when we care we don't say it you upset me or I didn't like that or there's no expression there's no expression right or you have dysfunctional communication and this is one I have an issue with 
I'm going to tell you why. Um, because there are people walking around in this world who feel like everyone communicates how you communicate. Like I know people who really like abusive verbal communication. I don't like that. I am not the fan of that. That is not a sign of love for me. Now, I have gotten older and I now understand that that happens a lot of times because that's how that person grew up and that's what they know. And so I have become more empathetic. However, that is not something I can deal with in a relationship. But dysfunctional communication, yelling, screaming, calling each other out of their name, just blatant disrespect. You know, it works for some people and I'm not judging. Remember, we don't judge over here, but that is something I do not care for. I can't stand dysfunctional communication or the lack thereof. So you just won't talk. You just shut down. This person, you know, comes from a family or, you know, has traumatic experiences when whenever they try to express themselves, they just shut down. This happens a lot with abuse, especially sexual abuse. Um, the parent feels like not all the time, but a lot of times the parent feels like they didn't do a good job, but they don't know what to do. So they feel like I didn't protect my child, but they don't know what to do or happen to them. And it's just a, 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 a unfortunate rite of passage in the family. And, you know, there's shame there. There's just so many more emotions than the other person knows. And they would just shut down. So the person, the child is coming, mom, you know, Bob touched me. He raped me. He, he came into my room, you know, whatever the case may be, he put my mouth wherever. And a lot of times parents don't know how to deal with that. And so they will shut down and they won't say anything to their child or they live in denial they will completely deny it and there are so many people who are traumatized by the reaction of their parent being either neglectful disconnecting um just not showing any compassion or empathy it it is really really it's a toxicity that runs so 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 deep there are a lot of people who have um, really deep, bad abandonment issues because of this. And I, I guys, ugh, if I could just get into some of these stories, but I'm not going to do it because they're not mine to share. But I just know a lot of people do a lot of self-harm behind those kind of actions. The inconsistency, the lack of communication, the uh, a lack of emotional or physical availability and it trickles down into their other relationships in adulthood. Um, again, intentionally withholding communication or affection. So people do that as a form of manipulation. You know, you have to be very, very careful about how people deal with you, right? Because there are some people who are predators. And if someone is like hot and cold, hot and cold, that's kind of a grooming process. You know, uh, if they're a predator, otherwise they just may have issues unresolved, like abandonment issues and they don't know what, but a lot of times that's predator behavior. And so they learn how you react so they can learn how to get what they want from you, you know? So the hot, cold, hot and cold, or I'm going to communicate with you. And I know that if I shut down and don't talk to you, you're going to give me whatever I want. You can't stand for me to be mad at you. So you're going to give me whatever I want, or you're going to do whatever I want or affection and intimacy. You know, you, you, you're, you're mad at your children. So you're not going to hug your children or you're mad at your mate. So you're not going to hug your mate. And here's the thing. No one knows what tomorrow is going to bring, right? So you hold back that affection and communication from them and say tomorrow when they leave, they don't come home. What if that's the last time you ever see this person? What if that's the last time you ever communicate with this person? What if that's the last time 
they're alive or you are alive? Is that how you want to end things? What if something happens where one person is permanently damaged? Now you have to deal with the fact that the last words that you said to this person or the last action towards this person was a negative one. And I mean, I understand, I recognize in life that these things may happen, but I think it just happens all too often and it causes more issues, you know? So it's another, again, another sign is, withholding withholding um having a person who's inconsistent like i said is that warm in the cold with their attention um they may be unresponsive and or abusive in their response you know uh, if your child can't come to you and talk to you because you're so angry and you don't create that space for them there's so much that they hold back. So you basically left this child alone to deal with whatever is going on with them. Yeah, we know you have what's going on with you. But listen, you brought that baby here. That baby is your responsibility. And you're supposed to make sure all the needs of that child is met. Okay, so take that time to listen. You have to listen. And when parents choose not to open up and allow their child to express themselves freely I'm not talking about being disrespectful I'm not talking about um, crossing boundaries I'm talking about having a communicating a communicative conversation opening up to your child just allowing them to have a space where they can come to their parent that is a form of abandonment it causes abandonment I should say and again, with your partner having lack of mutual interest. So if you two, you know, don't know each other, don't have any interest, you know, somebody just wanted a wedding, somebody just wanted to get married, somebody, you know, it was shotgun or whatever the case may be, or you guys have just grown apart um, and you don't have any interest in anything together. And so you both are just living your own lives. That is a form of abandonment uh, that causes abandonment issues too. And let me tell you, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship with somebody and feeling alone. I would much, much, much rather be alone than be with somebody and feel alone. That to me is the worst. That's the worst feeling. I've been there before. I'll never revisit that place. Okay. That is not a place anyone should be. If that person isn't available to you or present to you, you guys need to either work on that, especially if you have children, because your children see that behavior and they're going to model it in their future relationships or they're going to go extreme and, you know, cling on to someone they shouldn't cling to. So just remember you're modeling your your future for your children. Okay, so number two, another cause, the second cause of, um, abandonment issue is having a caregiver lover or parent who is physically or emotionally abusive or intimidating right physical abuse financial abuse all of that now let me get into it I'm gonna hurt some feelings but I'm gonna keep it all the way honest with you guys when you tell your child okay that they need to be lucky that they have um, that you have to do these things for them. Basically, when you make your child feel bad for you meeting their basic need, that is a form of abuse, okay? You brought that baby here. It is your responsibility as a parent to care for them, to feed them, to clothe them. You are not doing anything special, you are doing what you're supposed to do. That child is a consequence of your action. I am excluding sexual, I mean, you know, if you were raped, I am talking about a consensual sexual relationship. And, you know, some people like to try people. Some people put holes in condoms, save sperm and all kind of crazy stuff. Or they feel like if I have a baby by this person and men and females do this, so I'm not targeting one or the other. Um, if I have a baby with this person, this person will stay with me forever. We all know in 2021, that is not true. So that is something that really needs to die. I don't know why that mindset is still alive because over, I've been on this earth since 1976. I haven't seen it work yet. Okay. So no, you know, and if that, if 
they do stay together because I do know of one case where they stayed together um, because they had children. But it is a miserable relationship. They have no relationship. They just coexist. So again, it's unhappy, it's unhealthy. Um, but that's abusive for you to make your child feel like that they owe you everything because you chose to have them. That's a choice you made. That is a choice you made. That's not that child's fault. But that is a form of abuse. Um, physical abuse. We all know what a physical abuse look like. looks like. We all know what neglect looks like. Um, you know, parent is never around. Parent is, And I'm not talking about parents who are working because you have to work because you have to make it happen. Uh, I'm talking about parents who are never around because their life is so much more important than their child's life. And any other relationship. You know, if you have partners, your personal life is more important than your life with your partner. You know, you can't stand by and be a wife or a husband because you have other things to do. That is a form of, of abuse and neglect. And it causes a feeling of abandonment to the person that you're doing it to. That preoccupation with self-centeredness is all about me. You know, ladies, for you ladies who got to have a man. So people can beat on your children, disrespect for your children and rape your children because you have to have a man. That's you abusing your child just as much as an abuser is abusing, abusing your child. Um, men who feel like you have to be out in the streets because, your, your, you know, your D is for the streets. You, you got to give it up to everybody that's wanted, that wants it. And you don't take time to be a father to your child or you don't take time. To, to nurture your relationship with your child. You can't bother to be home to provide some type of structure with your child or to be in your child's life to provide structure because now, you know, you have too much going on. You can't worry about this child that you brought here. That's a form of abuse and neglect. And it's made worse when you go off and have a family somewhere else, but you neglect the one that you made, right? That is worse. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. That isn't anything that I've researched. But this your this child has to sit back and watch you raise another family or know that you care or love another family. And a lot of times the, those children aren't even your children, but you, your own flesh and blood, you've left, left, you've abandoned. Um, conflicting work schedules is also included in that because sometimes, you know, People neglect individuals because of work. And when you have to work in which you have to do what you have to do, that's what it is, right? If you have to do it, you have to do it. We all know that, especially nowadays, you basically need two forms of income in a household to survive. Um, and that is no slight on anyone, but sometimes you just have to take a minute with your child. Make sure, or your mate, and your mate. Make sure you spend time with your mate when you guys have conflicting work schedules or different interests so that you don't neglect that individual, right? Have built that relationship with them. Have some me time. Be intentional about date nights. Be intentional about, you know, say your son name is Jack. Be intentional about Jack nights. Just be intentional Make sure that there's times to have the communication where they can really talk to you about what's going on with them. Like, are they being abused? Are they thinking about sex? Is somebody mistreating them at school? Like, is somebody touching them in other arenas? Are there any interests that they have? Um, who they are as a person? What's changing? What's growing? What's new? What are the new fears? Like, that intimacy is very, very important. So even no matter how hard you have to work, you really do have to find time to carve out time to spend time with that individual, be it your child or your partner, to really hone in on your relationship. I am a firm believer, like I can't have a lot of friends and things like that, because hey, you only can pour in so much of yourself to someone else, right? And uh, it takes a lot to give of yourself and to nurture and feed and grow relationships. So neglect, again, that's a form of of abuse and it does cause abandonment issues, emotional abuse, all of those things that cause abandonment issues. 
Number three, having a caregiver caregiver who is separated or absent due to death, incarceration, work, which I just spoke on, or illness. External stressors causes more demands on parents or on a partner. And um, a lot of times that causes the person, if the other individual in the relationship to feel abandoned. So... For example, I talked about this with providers. You may have a man who's a financial provider, but in order, but you want to stay home, right? And he has to pay for everything. So he's always at work, always at work. So he's never available for you. So you basically, you've been physically and emotionally abandoned, but mainly emotionally abandoned because you guys don't have this connection. And then you're at home wanting you know sexy night you want date night you want a cuddle you want somebody to talk to you want somebody to have this you know you want to have a relationship with your partner you got married for a reason you're in a relationship for a reason um same thing with the child you know you give the child all the trinkets and toys and like here there you go I provide all of this for you but there is no emotional connection there you guys don't know each other Um, that causes abandonment issues. Illness is one that people don't like to talk about because illness causes ill, you know, if someone is ill, there's a guilt there and people don't really want to acknowledge the guilt, right? But sometimes say a sibling is ill and the mother or the parents spend more time on that ill sibling than they do the rest of the siblings, of course, because they're, they're ill. Um, that may make the other children and the mate sometimes feel abandoned because, you know, they get all of the extra attention. So you just have to be mindful of that. And that's a hard balance. There are support groups and things like that to help you. I would encourage you to do that if that is your, you know, your situation. Um, but you have to remember there are others that you have to pour into, including yourself. Don't forget about you. We abandon ourselves all the time trying to care love nurture and be all things superwoman to everyone else but you forget about yourself and you've neglected and abandoned and abused yourself so make sure you include you in that care but there are off there are times when there's an individual who is ill where you may feel abandoned now and there are situations too where people maybe you've been married you know uh, or you're married and one of your your mate gets ill and that mate is no longer the mate that they were. You're not going to say anything because you feel guilty. But that person, the person that was you, that was that you married is no longer that person, you know. Um, and again, that's why getting help, however you can get help is so important because you need the tools to deal with that. And it's okay that you feel like this person left you. But it's not okay to make them feel bad for leaving you. That That's the difference. You feel, again, you feel the way you feel. But your reaction to it and what you do about it makes all the difference. How you treat people in it makes all the difference. The outcome of it makes all the difference. So you have a right to feel this way. I mean, your feelings are valid. Don't ever feel like your feelings aren't valid. Your feelings are always valid. How you act out your feelings are always going to be the difference into a healthy or unhealthy um, outcome or a positive or negative outcome. So those are three ways that three causes of of abandonment issues, basically neglect, neglect, unresponsiveness, abuse, um, dysfunctional communication, intimidation, and just overall the absence of a person, you know, um, with the absence of a person, I'm speaking to the people who love them a bad boy or a bad girl. And you just got to have somebody or people who don't take things into consideration. Like they don't take the big picture into consideration and you go away and you're incarcerated and now you've left your family. You know, that too is a form of abandonment. 
And again, you guys, this is not a judgment zone. Life is life. Things happen. We make bad decisions. A lot of us have unresolved issues and we're just out here trying to, you know, live life the best way we know how. But just know that when you leave the people you care about physically and or emotionally, you are causing them to have abandonment issues and that causes them possibly to have very unhealthy relationships in the future okay people with abandonment issues may experience problems in relationships because they fear that the other person will leave them right there are three insecure attachment styles according to choosingtherapy.com and signs that that will show up in your partner to let you know that they have abandonment issues or this is how they react right so this is basically this section here is basically what you may see or what you may do with a person dealing with a person that has abandonment issues or if you have them so the first attachment style is avoidant attachment style these individuals, a person with avoidant, avoided attachment styles tend to cope with abandonment issues by not allowing people to get close to them and not opening up and trusting others. I'm going to raise my hand for that. I had that issue really bad and I'm still very guarded. I've gotten better because I've learned to vet people better, but I have definitely had that. Because let me tell you, this is a side note. And this is a transparent moment, you guys. When your parents leave you, the people who brought you here, the people that tell you that they love you, the people that are supposed to protect you, like you you were taught in the church, in the community, and even by your parents, I'm here for you, I love you, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, you know, you're my child, right? When they leave you, you feel like anyone can leave you. you. That's the biggest safety net, right? That's the safety net of all safety nets. And when that safety net is there in your mind, you know anyone can leave. Now, you may get in a relationship with a person that had a family and had this great support system, and they don't believe in that. They will never leave. What you have to do is learn to help how to function in that relationship in a healthy manner because a lot of times you're pushing this person away and you're causing issues in the relationship now I have never been a sabotage or push a person away person but I am a leave I will leave I will walk away I will cut it off I will end it and won't think anything about it that's more of my style um but I do know of people and I've dealt with people who who've done that like they will they will push you to the limit they will push you they will sabotage they will cause all these problems and then say I knew you would leave me well a person has to have some kind of self-respect no one has to be constantly tested abused or anything of that sort by you to prove love you know what I'm saying that's your issue you have to go deal with that so People with avoiding issues, they just kind of like stay away because they can't trust others. They are characteristically distant, private, and withdrawn. They often fear commitment and avoid conflict by either shutting down, leaving, or ending the relationship. They sabotage relationships and they push others away to avoid rejection or disappointment. And that's what I mean. It's like either you could do one little thing it's like fine it's over (laughs) it's over you know like no it's over I want to say that I'm grateful that I finally gotten to the point that I can communicate and say I just need to know once I've decided to be with you because it's a decision between both of us right but once we've decided that this is what we're going to do and I've decided to be with you that we're going to work it out and we're going to talk it out and we're going to we're going to know that storms are coming but I need to know that you're going to be here. If I'm dealing with a person who can't let me know that they're going to be here through thick and thin, not me starting shit 
and then saying, okay, I need to see what you're going to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about knowing that life is not easy and we are going to have challenges and we are two people trying to grow together and things may get hard. I need to know that you're going to be here and you're going to be here in a healthy way and that you're going to try. Every day you decided to wake up and try because that's what I have to do. Me personally, SG has to get up and say, I'm going to be intentional about this relationship. If I don't feel that way about you, I won't be in a relationship with you. But that's kind of how you deal with that kind of person. You have to show them for sure, but they have to do the work. Remember, I say it today and I've always said it and I'll always say it. A person has to do their own work. You can't do their work for them. Okay, the next um, attachment style is anxious attachment style. These people, these people are this, they cope because they have this fear. So they have a fear of abandonment. And so how they cope is by latching on to others and developing these intensely close dependent relationships. They are oftentimes codependent. Um, you'll see a lot of codependency in, in, in individuals that had uh, have abandonment issues. Uh, what's her name? Jada. She's she's one of those individuals. Um, this is if I was to categorize anybody. Remember, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm not diagnosing, but I will put her in this category. Um, a need for continual reassurance that others will not leave them and will stay with them. Always wanting to please people. They are big time people pleaser and they sacrifice themselves trying to please everybody. You know, they give too much in a relationship. They give their all again because they're people pleaser. They're just they want you to be happy with them because they don't want you to leave. And a lot of times. A lot of times, listen, if this is you, a lot of times I'm going to tell you that the vultures and the predators smell you. You're like fresh blood and they're coming for you because they know you would do anything to be with them and they are going to abuse the hell out of you. Okay. So again, this is something you really, all of it is something you have to work on, but I just really want to let you know that if you recognize these signs in yourself, it is really, truly important imperative that you get help because you will always be prey. Always. You will always be praying. There are people out here hunting, honey, for you, just for you, because you're going to take it all. You're going to take it all in a wrong spot just to be with a person. You know, those people that are in relationships for the sake of being in a relationship, like there's nothing about that relationship that's any good. The man keeps your car. He's taking all of your money. He's abusive. He's sleeping around, giving you diseases, beating on your kids, sleeping with your kids, like doing everything wrong. But you just don't want to be left and you don't want to be alone. So you take it all. Please seek some assistance. Okay. And next time I'm going to make sure I resource, put some resources where people can go. Cause I keep saying getting help, but I don't offer any help. So I'm going to find some stuff. Okay. Some resources so that people can get help. Um, again, these people give too much in their relationships. They are often needy, persistent, and have a difficult time separating themselves from their partners. Um, they tend to be emotionally reactive interpreting conflict or arguments as a sign that their partner will leave them and engaging in fear-based behavior to avoid being abandoned. And I'm telling, I've seen, I've, I've seen these individuals and it's just like, I mean, people can have a little bit of this, but she, we all know the ones that are extreme. They will take any kind of abuse to be with someone. It doesn't matter. Even from their children, you know, I'm all for protecting the children now. But there are children who abuse their parents, you know, and their parents are trying to make them, especially when they get older and their parents are trying to make them make up for lost time. And, 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 you know, they just don't want their child to be mad at them because that's, that's a form of this abandonment too. Even that I don't want you upset with me, not even just leaving or detaching or, you know, maybe shutting down and not communicating. That being mad, a lot of people can't stand for an individual to be mad at them. And so they'll do anything for them. And their child is like 
taking all their money, you know, um, abusing them physically, financially, emotionally, you know, if, if say if something happened when the child was younger and you know, mom or dad, they hurt. this happens a lot with addicts. Okay. You were addicted to drugs or alcohol when you were young. You neglected your child. You abandoned your child. You went on ahead. You got help. You went through rehab. But that child keeps reminding you of how you left them. I want you to know that that's that child's issue at this point. Now, you caused it. So you have to take accountability. But it doesn't mean you need to be abused. If you've made amends, if you've done the work and things like that. Okay, you've done your part. Don't allow yourself to be abused by an individual because of your past okay so I do see that with um, a lot with addicts and their children um another type of disorder another type of attachment issues you may see with the person with abandonment issues is disorganized attachment people with disorganized attachment style tend to be uncomfortable with intimacy or closeness and often lack empathy um you see this a lot with elderly people because we don't think about our grandparents having abandonment issues, but it did happen to our grandparents and our great grandparents and our parents in a lot of cases. And so, again, when I spoke earlier, you have families that no one, no one knows one another. Like uh, there's all these family secrets. There's no intimacy. There's no hugging. No, I love you. There's no support. You know, no one's supporting anyone that's doing anything with their lives. Everybody's down in that person. Things like that. That happens a lot with um, disorganized attachment issues. And you see just by the family example, what that leads to. Now you have all of these people who function in this way. Um, they're inconsistent. Their inconsistencies and distinguished um, attachment style, this person behaves and responds in relationships sometimes by exhibiting anxiety or avoidance. So they just, they're, they're very anxious individuals. They can also be associated with antisocial behavior, narcissistic personality, and or borderline personality traits or disorders. So a lot of these individuals end up becoming like serial killers and things like that. Um, cause it's, I love crimes and I love things about serial. Like I look up all that stuff. I, I watch anything on serial killers and a lot of them come from abusive. They've had an abusive parent, particularly the mother in a lot of cases, both of them. But a lot of times the men who are like rapists and things like that, they were abused by their mom or a female figure in their life grandmother or whomever so they may have been abandoned by their parents raised by their grandparents and then abused by their grandparents if that makes sense um and you see that or you know you guys may have said you ever dated somebody and you're trying to get through to them and they give you like that blank stare it's like they shut off and you're talking to a robot I've seen this a lot of people who had addicts as parents especially crack but you know you will see these type of traits in individuals, especially individuals who were abused um, by their parents, they just, they develop a detachment to them that's like, like no other, like nothing can get through to them. They're like completely numb. But again, these people end up, again, antisocial, narcissistic, borderline personality and those kind of personality traits, which can be deadly. Um, they move quickly from relationship to relationship with others. They have unhealthy, dysfunctional relationships, you know. And other signs that are not included in those attachment styles are feeling insecure in relationships with partnerships. I guess I could have put that with number two. Codependency, I talked about that. And the need to control others. This is a big one. Um, you have some people, because they're trying to control the situation so they don't get hurt they want to control everyone right it's really a turn off for me that for me I don't like to be controlled so that's an issue for me but that's my own issue um you'll see that in individuals so if you have that one person that's always mouthing off that's telling everybody what to do that has to have things in order 
or a lot of times it's not even control of others it's control of things you see people who have eating disorders or different addictive traits they're addicted to drugs alcohol um um a poor habit relationship with food things like that or like they are an aggressive and things like that those people people like that strict type a personality you know I had to recognize the trend with myself with dating and we're gonna I'm gonna do a podcast on things you should do before you start dating again and um I love so I love me a nerd I'm a nerd I love me a nerd nerds are so sexy to me right so you but I would date I had this trend where I would date people who had similar backgrounds to me because it was comfortable right it was what I knew they could relate to me I could relate to them we kind of knew what was going on right the problem with the problem became once I started getting help for my issues dealing with those men well they didn't get help for theirs and so it became my unhealthy relationships but what I really notice is that they will become very successful, right? Because again, I love me a nerd. I love an ambitious man. He doesn't have to be a nerd. I love ambition, things like that. But I do love a nerd. And so I will see a lot of these men who are just trying to make up for what happened in their childhood. And, and that will manifest in their success, right? But they will be completely... They have to be in control of everything. They were these strong type A personalities, right? A lot of times that comes from abandonment issues. They feel like I have to control. I'm in charge of my destiny now, which you are, right? That's you are, but it's a whole nother level. It's different from I'm in control. I'm going to take charge of my life. I'm going to be the best version of myself. No, this is, I'm going to take control of my life, your life, everybody else's life. I'm going to be the best version of myself. If you can't be what I want you to be, then you can't be in my life. You know, it turns into something a little sadistic. So, um, be mindful of these signs that I've discussed. Be mindful of those kind of relationships that need for control and things like that. Those are kind of, that should make you want to do more research, ask more questions. And if it's you, make you want to do some inner work on you, right? In short, an individual, an individual may have an insecure attachment style. It features distinct patterns, defense mechanisms, and um, coping ways because they fear being abandoned so people do what they have to do individual individuals with abandonment issues often have difficulties in relationships and they present with the signs that we discussed including codependency inability to develop trust or a tendency to sabotage or they can't stay in a relationship so if the any of those signs or symptoms or those causes resonate with you or you see them in an individual try to find ways to work on that for you you know you got to get help for you if you ever want a healthy whole relationship and if it's in your partner maybe you can help guide your partner into the right direction or you can empathize with them same with your children you could definitely get your child help like to stop saying, don't say you're not going to get your children. I know people who are like, oh, they'll be all right. No, they won't. They won't. They're just going to grow up and go mess with somebody else's head based on what they've experienced. So go ahead and, and help them. And we see so many examples of that. Like R. Kelly. R. Kelly is the prime example of a person that's been abandoned. And it wasn't a physical abandonment. Although... It, it became one once his mother died. So R. Kelly was sexually abused by a family member and someone in the neighborhood. The mother knew about the person in the neighborhood. The mother took somebody, you know, got somebody to beat the guy up. But when it came down to this man going to jail, the guy paid R. Kelly's mother right now. Pay attention because what did R. Kelly do? R. Kelly paid all of his victims and his victim's family. Um, families so R. Kelly did the same thing 
that was done to him just on another level. You know what I mean? So don't ever think that your child is going to be okay. The mother probably was like, oh, well, we beat him up, but we need this money. We have to survive. And she made a choice. Now, I'm not blaming the mother. I'm not in her shoes. I don't know what her needs, thoughts, or whatever was. I just know that that triggered something in him. And I want you guys to know I'm not bashing mothers or bashing parents, but the truth is the truth. And I think we need to start acknowledging the truth these days because we tend to protect everyone that that we shouldn't protect. And we tend to turn a blind eye to the things that we need to look at straight on. Um, what you do to someone, there's a cause and effect to everything. And what you do, whether it's intentional or not may impact them so the best thing to do is to try to deal with it in a healthy way try to conversate on it acknowledge the person's feelings fears thought if that hurt them acknowledge that that hurt them right don't tell them it didn't hurt them don't tell them they're going to be okay don't tell them because you don't know that's not for you to do you take accountability for what you did make yourself available communicate you know and try to deal with things try to get healing for yourself learn what your triggers are learn how to communicate that you have these triggers um and let people know you know you got to deal with me a certain way because these are my triggers learn to set boundaries learn to communicate in a healthy manner and just kind of grow to be the best version of yourself these I think this will help your relationship. I know for sure it's been helping mine um, and it helps me walk away from situations that's not healthy for me. It's just, this is a negotiable topic for me. Like, I'm not going to do this with you, but I love you. I can let people know I love you, but you're not for me or I care for you, but you're not for me. Um, I'm going to love you from over here, but I don't want you in my day-to-day life, but I'm not letting, you know, I'm not I'm not just abandoning people because I used to just shut you down to shut you out and that would be it. But now I can say, you know what? You know, I love you and I care for you. But this, this, this is concerning to me and it triggers this. And because I don't want to do that, I just feel like it's best that we move forward in this way versus me saying F you and or not saying anything at all and not dealing with you. So it does help. It helps a lot, guys. I'm here to tell you I'm a witness. Okay. So here are some of the things that you can do. Practice more effective responses. Um, You cannot change your trauma. You cannot change your past, whether it was a relationship or um, your childhood, especially. But you can heal from it and you can change your patterns. And let me tell you, ladies, you strong, smart women who fell in love with the wrong guy, stop blaming yourself and beating yourself up. You did it. You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow from it. Forgive yourself and move on. And men, if you experience that, you do the same thing. Also, if your parent mistreated you, abandoned you, or whatever the case may be, or they had their own trauma and they just didn't know, they didn't have the tools to raise you properly, acknowledge that, forgive them, so that you can have a healthy relationship with yourself and with your children and with your partners, okay? While old defenses and ways of coping with your fear of abandonment may help you may help you protect yourself in the past, it may get in your way now. So let's identify on healthier ways to respond. These responses these responses include knowing what you are feeling and what triggers you. Remember I said that. Take a break, cool off, process your thoughts and your feelings before you react. So don't be so quick to cut somebody down with your words. Okay. Another one is learning how to have difficult conversations in a calm, respectful manner. Are you being disrespected? Or are you in the fear of being disrespected? And that's it. A lot of times people are just like ready to go because they want you to know you will not disrespect me. And you're like, a girl, I'm not. (laughs) Listen, I was just saying, you know, 
And I, I know people like that, and, you know, you're talking to them and they are, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. and they're just getting themselves riled up. And you're like, well, why are you getting riled up? You know? So think about, are you being disrespected really? Or are you just anticipating being disrespected and, or you have a fear of it? And so you're just reacting to what's in your own head. Talk about how you feel with your partner. Allow your children to talk about how they feel. Talk to your children about how you feel and ask for what is it that you need, right? And ask your partner that too. What do they need? Ask your children, what do you feel like you need? And what you can do, you can do. And what you can't, you can't, you know? But at least you have that dialogue. Uh, another one is asking for asking for and accepting help when needed. We all need help. Say it with me, people. We all need help. Everyone needs help sometimes. Listen, one day I tell you how I fell on my ass and I had to get some help. Like the Lord was like, okay, you want to keep playing around? Let me show you. We all need help and it's okay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you soft. We all need help sometimes, okay? Even when it's scary, we all need help. Ask for help instead of acting out. So don't take on all this stuff in a relationship. You're frustrated and you've told your partner you can be this super person, right? And then you're suffering in silence. No, ask for help. You guys are partners. You're, you're supposed to do this together. You're partners. So ask for help. Learn to ask for help and say when you need it. Learn not to act on your fears, but instead act in ways that protect the relationship you care about the most, right? So prime example, when you find out your child is sexually active, don't be so scared that they're going to make the mistakes that you made, that you turn out to be abusive verbally towards them, shut down, shut them out, or make them feel bad about it. Instead, off, off, listen, offer a safe space, communicate. Realize that your relationship with your child is greater than, you know, you feeling like you have to defend yourself or be mean or bully your child into doing what you want them to do. And same thing across the board with all relationships. You know, don't let it be your fear that's reacting. Recognize when you're talking and reacting out of fear versus what's really happening. Right. So deal with the issue at hand, not your inner fear, your inner security and your poor coping skills. Become more independent and have independent and having healthy amounts of separation, time and space in relationships while still maintaining closeness. Okay, basically know yourself, spend time with yourself, pour into yourself love yourself take care of yourself you can't give from an empty bank account if it's overdrawn there's nothing else that you can give you've exhausted all your fees and all your funds you can't give anything to someone else so don't lose yourself a lot of times we lose ourselves in a relationship trying to be what this person wants us to be or what we think they want us to be and then we resent them and I didn't put resentment that was one of the things I took out of there but resentment is a form of abandonment you can't resent a person because you've decided you've stopped knowing yourself, you know, because you wanted to get this person, right? You're like, I got to get this person. So I'm gonna be whatever this person want them want me to be because I need to be in this relationship. But then as time goes on, you resent this person because you've lost yourself. And then you're angry with yourself for losing yourself. And then you're frustrated with your children because all I am is a you know, parents, yo, all you care about is if I'm feeding you and can I buy you this and so on and so forth. You have to take care of yourself. Self-care is important. Staying in tune with who you are as a person is important. Take time for yourself. Love on you. Give yourself a hug. Take yourself on dates. Buy yourself flowers. Buy yourself candy. Whatever it is that makes you happy, do that for yourself. Do it for yourself. Avoid becoming automatically defensive when someone hurts, upset, or offends you. Get to the core of the matter. So that's straightforward. 
Because a lot of times, you know, especially if you come from certain areas or you have a certain family dynamic, it's like, I'm not going to let you disrespect me. And no, you shouldn't allow anyone to disrespect you. But sometimes we go a little too far and a person isn't even disrespecting you. Again, stop anticipating the worst. And a lot of times individuals with abandonment issues or people that have been abused just anticipate the worst and they're all ready to go. It's like, you know, and you in your quarter corner growling and barking and acting crazy all ready to go and that's in the situation is not it doesn't cause for that at all it's, you're so far off base as to what's really going on and what's really happening and then you push people away and you destroy great relationships right so in conclusion get therapy seek help you know Forgive yourself, forgive the person that may have hurt you and move on. And as you do your work, I promise you, you will start to have more sympathy and empathy for for individuals and it will not make you weak and it will not make it so that you are vulnerable to other people doing these things to you. Because I know that's one of our biggest fears. One of our biggest fears is having that vulnerability that someone else will be able to hurt us like the person in our past did. I promise you that will not happen because you will be so once you go through therapy and once you do the work and I'm not just talking about going to a therapist. I'm just talking about going through therapy, like all the therapy stuff that's journaling, meditating, praying, um, talking to someone. All those things brings you a certain self-awareness where your boundaries. First off, you have this great peace. And then you have your set boundaries. You know how to communicate. You know how to deal with certain situations. You know when to remove yourself. You know when to engage. It teaches you so much. A lot of times we in the black community think therapy is somebody sitting around telling us what to do. And it's not that. It's it's not someone judging you. It's someone helping you put words to your emotions, your feelings, and your traumas. Recognizing them. Maybe how to navigate through them, giving advice on it, listening to you, helping you with those things that you've suppressed, you know, getting to the core of your issues, um, helping you figure out where these patterns are and where they come from. It really is helpful. So get therapy, forgive yourself, forgive the person that hurt you and move on. And remember, it's not always what happened to you it's how you deal with it. You, my beautiful, wonderfully made individual, are worthy of love and a healthy, happy relationship. You are perfect in your imperfections. Sometimes we just need a little bit of some adjusting. That's all. So that is my conclusion of tonight's episode of Let the Lady Speak. I thank you so much for your patience. I thank you for tuning in. I look forward to speaking with you again. I love you for who you are and thank you for letting me speak. Have a great night. Bye-bye.